listening to Rumination Thursday Law and Gospel on this August the 18th in the year of our Lord 2022, which means we're going to have a subject with our good friend, Pastor Wes Reimnitz. How you doing, Wes? Uh, I'm doing fine. How about you? Pretty good. Uh, how was last night? I know you play a little bit of cards. Was it a good night? No, it wasn't. You know, you get these losing streaks. Early in the year, I had winning streak. Now I'm in the, the losing column. So it comes and goes. Do you still like your friends? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, we're good. That's good. We, That's we good. Care. You know, well, kind of kind of getting to the age where we talk about our cancer, our illnesses, our various creeps and groans. Well, there's some really creeks and groans in the Elka Church, ELCA. Mm-hmm. They just had their uh, convention, and a number of things happened. One of them, and this is the article that you sent that we should look at, the ELCA vote opens door to nixing conscience protections for same-sex marriage opponents. Now, it sounds like that they had a proposal, a social statement that respected the conscience of members who oppose same-sex marriage. And now they want to revise that. And so that there would not be a conscience allowed for those who oppose same-sex marriage. Did I get that right? Uh, You are 100% on target there. They uh, proposed back in 2009 a statement called Human Sexuality, Gift, and Trust Social Statement. And that was a 48-page document. And half, about halfway through the pages that they're, they're finding problems, quote, problems with are pages 19 through 21. And in those, those pages... Uh, is uh, bound conscience belief, conscience bound beliefs. And there's roughly four of them, and you're right, uh, it all has to do with uh, homosexual behavior. And so they have voted to revise that conscience bound, not permitting people, therefore, to be conscience bound against homosexuality, same-sex marriage, and so forth? Well, no, that's that's not completely true. What will happen is the ELCA will create a task force to review the issue and make recommendations to the 2025 convention. And uh, probably at that time, they'll they'll outlaw or change it. I mean, what's interesting, for instance, they state on the basis of conscience-bound belief that we are convinced that the same sexual behavior 
is sinful, contrary to biblical teaching and their understanding of natural law. So, you know, that's just one of, of, of poor outlining um, based upon Scripture that they uh, object to homosexual behavior. And this uh, vote last week had none, none of the discussions of the four bound beliefs, but other that they got to review, review it and so that they can welcome in homosexual behavior. Yes, uh, one of the delegates said, I believe it is time for our denomination to truly welcome and affirm queer people. And that starts by revising the four positions of bound conscience. And when the vote was taken, the vote was 708 to 93 to revise that and no longer allow those bound consciences in the church. Yeah, they, uh, this statement was drawn up in 2009, and that was the same time that they, they were uh, uh, granting ordinations to, to gay pastors as well. So you can see how uh, it's changed. Uh, I read through parts of that human sexuality, and uh, it's kind of interesting uh they, they go that the church acknowledges that consensus does not consist on how to regard same gender commitment relationships. So it was waiting for a consensus to come along and make the make the changes in their statement policies. Yeah, it said that the four bound conscience agreements came the same year that the. Elka voted to allow gay ordination, which prompted hundreds of congregations to leave the denomination. Now, recently on issues, etc., they had a former pastor of the ELCA who is now in fellowship with the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. He left the ELCA, and in their conversation, Although it's the biggest Lutheran denomination at the time that it came into existence, the thinking is is that by the year 2040, they'll be down to only about 16,000 members that are attending church on any given Sunday. And that's from millions of people in their, congregation, in, in their denomination. And that that makes sense uh, as what they what they're reporting, because in other parts of the convention, as I view through the they're revising their their uh, uh, constitution and how they reach out with ministries in, in these various areas. It sounds like that there's a decline. They've already. Uh, in their convention was addressing that there's a 600 pastor shortage going on. Yes. And there was, they, they have, we have districts. We've got a number of districts. Uh, they have a number of what they call small synods. 
and they were unable to meet in one of the synods because they could not get enough people to attend their convention. And it, it shows the drastic downing of the ELCA, and we shouldn't be surprised at that when the head of the ELCA is someone who thinks she's a woman pastor. There is no such thing in God's mind as a woman pastor. And and therefore, for the church to have a woman who thinks she's a pastor and thinks she's a leader, uh, no wonder the ELCA has left the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ properly. Uh, I think that's well put. In fact, that's one of the things I noticed as I watched through the YouTube plenary session on, on this thing. It was called Motion K, and all I talked about was the revisions and nothing about what the statements were made. And uh, even the anti, quote, quote, those against the motion, uh, sound, came off sounding pro pro uh, uh, on the motion to to re- revamp the the human sexuality uh, statement. Now, one of the individuals who spoke on that was Michael Schulte. He was in the southeastern synod, but he said he was raised in a church that considered homosexuality a sin. Now, are you somewhat familiar with him? <laughs> well, I'm familiar with him that I, I was watching the YouTube, and the article just that, that I submitted to you for us to take a look at only talked about his being raised in the church, but in the uh, YouTube plenary session, he comes right out and says that he was a member of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, went to a Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod school and church, and they, they viewed homosexual behavior as as a sin, and he thought how terrible that was, and he switched over to Elka, and he's on his way to becoming, hopefully, an Elka pastor, because they, they welcome his lifestyle. Yes, I'm going to quote what he said specifically to show you how far Elka has joined with the devil in their thinking. He says this, I know firsthand how harmful it is to grow up in churches which tell you that your identity and your sexuality damn you to hell. I know firsthand how hard it is to grow up in schools that have teachers and church leaders tell you that you are less than because of your sexuality. And so he is very much for reconsidering allowing people to be against homosexuality and gay marriage. Now, I read that statement, and here's what I see in it. He says it's harmful to grow up in a church which tells you that your identity and your sexuality damn you to hell. Now, I find that interesting because pedophiles are, of course, people that are against God's word. 
And we can say that an unrepentant pedophile will be going to hell. But he says that a church should not look at your identity or your sexuality and damn you to hell. So I'm pretty well ready to see how pedophiles are also going to be welcome in the ELCA with the kind of thinking that's going on there right now. Right. And, and uh, you know, I took a look at, at one of our updated catechisms that we come out with from the Concordia Publishing House, and it was the uh, behavior that that they were talking about uh, forbids sexual sins such as rape, homosexual activity, incest, and sex, sexual child abuse. That uh, and it quotes First Corinthians chapter six, and uh, it's the practice of homosexuality, uh, as as you, as we know. Uh, we we are all sinful. And some have that that uh, sexual be homosexual behavior. Yes, when we talk about people who are less than, well, we're talking about our unbelievers. Unbelievers are not justified by Jesus Christ because they are unrepentant concerning their sin. They don't believe in Jesus Christ as the only way of salvation. And do you have some evidence that the ELCA no longer believes that Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation? <laughs> uh, they offered a prayer before they uh, offered during the voting and before the voting on this motion. They had a uh, uh, female uh, vice president of one of the her local senates get up and uh, she kind of started out this way siblings of Jesus and that's the only reference to Jesus let us pray brother wind sister water mother earth father sky and then they go into the sacred plants and sacred people of the earth and creator God we confess our sins and uh, help us to dance. I'm just going through parts of this. Help us to dance, and in particular, our spouse of choice that, that we we have and consider it a good thing. Yeah, if there's any example like that about women who shouldn't be pastors, you can sure find that in the ELCA. Uh, one deaconess who was pretending to be a pastor because she was preaching from the pulpit, she said, well, we know that Jesus would often refer to God the Father. We don't have to follow that because we can refer to him as whatever we want to, with whatever pronouns we want. And, of course, sister mother, these kinds of things, that's what's happening in ELCA, where there's no longer a, a father, a son, and a Holy Spirit, but using other pronouns. And that comes about because of the multitude of pronouns that 
some people in ELCA are using to refer to themselves. Even though they may be born a female, they want to be a male. And therefore, when you refer to them, you don't use she, you don't use he, you use the pronoun they when you're talking about them, which is really ridiculous. But that's how it's interesting that you should. It's interesting that you bring that up because in the in the YouTube video, when they pull up the names of the, of the those responding by the mics, they they had next to their names uh, parentheses, he his him his, and the females uh, she her and hers in there. I never saw any of these. Yes. The fact of the matter is one pastor said this. He supported the motion to nix the consciences of those who believe the Bible, claiming that, and here's the quote, as long as bound conscience continues to be on the books, we are not fully welcoming a queer people into our church. And and that's like saying they're not fully welcoming pedophiles or rapists or other things that God says are contrary to his word. But uh, I'll tell you, people are born with particular sins. We all have different varieties of sin. And to say now that we have to welcome into the church and the Lord's Supper those people who are unrepentant is surely to work with the devil. Remember, the devil gave Adam and Eve to another option. If they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they would become like God. And so that's what Elka is saying. You can eat from the knowledge of good and evil. You can be evil and you'll still be welcomed into the church as an outstanding member. You don't even have to be a Christian. Is there an example that you can recall, and we've spoken about this, where you can be a, a Hindu, a Muslim, or some other religion, and still be considered <laughs> as part of God's family? Yeah, that's uh, that was a number of years ago when, when the Elka invited him up to up on the stage and said, these are our brothers and sisters in Christ that we share the faith with. And one layman disagreed with that. Do you remember what Bible verse he quoted? Oh, yeah. Well, John 14, where they said, where they were saying up on stage, you can't really know where you can find Christ. And he says, we can know from John chapter 14, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. And so the convention voted him down when he quoted that Bible passage. And it shows once more, as the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod has indicated, the ELCA is no longer Lutheran. And one can say in its official positions, it's no longer Christian. Now, it was noted by the pastor who left the ELCA 
and this was on issues, etc., that many people in the ELCA still believe everything the Bible says and that they have been tricked by the leaders of the ELCA to begin to agree with that which God condemns. And we have a tremendous opportunity right now uh, to share the message. I'm working right now with an ELCA congregation that no longer wants to be with the ELCA, but the ELCA has indicated that they're going to close the congregation in October, which means they're going to get all the property of the congregation and all its money. So this is how they work with congregations, saying that they'll take your property and money if you don't agree with their doctrinal stance, which is contrary to God's word. And there can be, I I have some friends who are with the ELCA, and they're very conservative in their doctrine. And one conversation I had with one of them was they had two lesbians join the church, and she was wondering, what are we going to do about that? And, of course, they didn't do anything. They just let them join the church. Well, a year later, their church disbanded, and they had to sell the property to somebody else because they no longer had enough people coming to the church to worship under the ELCA false doctrines. Right, and, and what's what's happening in the ELCA, which which was brought out on this article, without them really saying it, it's happening, is it's no longer a one geography, one local church, one local pastor. They're, they they want to do a top down force of uh, belief system, which which we see happening. In the as the example that you cited, there, that it comes in, and uh, they they infect the church, and the church falls apart. Yes, we need to really have the attitude of Jesus towards members of the ELCA. We we first of all need to show that we really care for them and are concerned about them but then to make it clear that the leadership and the official positions of the ELCA are so contrary to the Word of God. In fact, if you would send mission money to the ELCA, one of the things that they were trying to do is to use that money to buy property and give it back to the Indians that they feel they stole the property from. In fact, the head of the ELCA, this woman so-called pastor, apologized to the people uh, that they were surrounded by for stealing their property and using it for their convention, etc. So they're really against what they consider to be racism in that area. And the ELCA has drifted away 
from preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ of the forgiveness of sins to getting involved with social ministry, thinking that that is the proper purpose of a church, which, of course, it is not. And I think the important point that you brought out is the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Christ has died for all our sins because they call themselves followers of Christ or Church of Christ in that instance, but I don't see them following the words of of his salvation, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, or my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? How God has died upon the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Well, you have examples of Jesus chastising his disciples, for example, for not permitting children to come to him because they thought that was inappropriate. Well, here we have leaders of the ELCA that are like those disciples saying against the Missouri Synod and other Christian denominations that gay marriage, even between two pastors, is okay. And therefore, they are like the disciples who need to be reprimanded by Jesus because they are putting their own dreams and their own views in place of God's holy word. We, we talked about that on the parables of Proverbs, that the way to define a false teacher is they're no longer quoting God's word. They're quoting instead their own dreams and feelings and making themselves God rather than Jesus Christ. Exactly. You know, when I looked at that, they've gone from, uh, from this is what God has said to bound consciences to now that you can't even have a bound conscience in, in Elka. So it's just a, a gradual drift from the Bible and from what Christ has done for us on the cross. Well, we certainly appreciate that you found this article and we'll be continuing to talk about the falling down of the ELCA church. On tomorrow's Law and Gospel, we're going to be looking at emails. You could write me if you have more questions on this and we'll try and discuss this on tomorrow's email Friday. I'm Tom Baker. And you've been listening with Wes Reimnitz. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. Or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962.
Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.